This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Number five of six interceptions by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson of the Eagles last year. Still unsigned. I want to ask that to our next guest. He is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason LaConfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. And as we just learned, lives about four or five good golf shots away from Jody McDonald. <laughs> Baldy, how are you today? Hey, good uh, good morning, Glenn. Jody's good to be with you guys. I'm doing well. I put my TV on Wednesday, and there was Baldy, and then I put it on later Wednesday on the NFL Network, and there was Baldy, and there you went. It's like, man, what a week for you. And, and by the way, you are, you are outstanding on TV, uh, as you are everywhere, including social media, one of the best followers on Twitter. All right, enough of that. Let's get yeah. to the guy we started with, which was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He remains unsigned. Two-part question. Um, they, the Eagles decided to re-up Bradbury and Slay. Did they make the right choices, or would you have prioritized C.J. Gardner-Johnson? And then the second half is, do you still see an avenue where he comes back to Philadelphia? Well, they prioritized, you know, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham as well, and Jason Kelsey, yeah, and yeah. some of those you could say, would I rather have a playmaking – uh, Pitbull at safety and and Gardner Johnson, or would I rather have you know one of these guys coming back? Uh, you know how he's going to always go to the trenches first uh, before he kind of fills in some of the other parts. But it's hard to find these guys in the draft, Glenn, and so you almost always have to find them in free agency after they've proven themselves. Um, Chauncey learned a lot from. Uh, some people down in, in New Orleans. And so I think he took that those skills to Philadelphia and probably had his best year ever here in Philadelphia once how he, you know, traded for him. Would you, you – I'm, I'm sorry, just one the second part of that. Do you still – he is unsigned where – I know it's only whatever, four or five days in. Do you see an avenue where he can still come back? Well, they probably have to make some more moves. They just lost Isaac Samato last night to the Steelers. That might free up some money. I'm not sure exactly how the books look right now. But, you know, I mean, I, Howie has done a remarkable job already retaining a bunch of, you know, well-named you know, well, well named free agents, you know, some of the guys I've already mentioned. I'm sure he's trying, like, like heck to do it. Nobody thought that Darius Slay was coming back. Everybody kind of had him out the door uh, trying to find another team, and he brought him back. So I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to try to keep him before – Cincinnati or some other desperate team, the Giants, some other desperate team that needs his his skill set, you know, on their team. All right. Uh, I said with Glenn earlier today that with each passing day, I think it's more likely than he comes back than less likely than he comes back. 
when is the rubber going to hit the road? Uh, the, the, the majority of the top-ranked free agents are all off the board. He's certainly one of the best, if not the best, left. What do you think the timing on this is, Baldy? Well, you know, like I, like I mentioned, Cincinnati, they lost both starting safeties. Um, so I know the they Eagles. drafted one last year to Dax Hill, but they lost, you know, they lost two really good players who've been the backbone of their defense the last two years. I mean, that, that team looks like they're screaming you know, to go sign Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But if they haven't done it yet, um, I'm kind of with you, Jody, that, you know, that's four days, five days now since free agency ended, and he's still unsigned. Um, People have probably pretty much decided what they're going to spend their money on by this point. And I would say that the best chances are that he returns. Ryan Baldinger is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at BaldyNFL. The breakdowns during the season are tremendous. I know you had Javon Hargrave as your top free agent in the market. He got four years, $80 million. That certainly seems to bear out your assessment. Um, and you've, you've kind of said this, but I just kind of want to maybe dive deeper a little bit into it. Your assessment overall of what the Eagles have lost versus what they have gained overall these first few days. Mm, well, if Rashad Penny stays healthy, I mean, that's kind of uh... – Miles Sanders had his best Sanders, uh, his best season. We all know that. But Rashad Penny, you know, when he has been healthy over five years, is I um, mean, he's he's exactly what the Eagles need. He's a thumper. He's big. He's really really fast. I mean, he's averaged almost six yards a carry for his career. We all know the injury history. Sometimes that goes away. Sometimes you just figure things out. Your body just sort of you know understands the punishment. Uh, and then sometimes injured players just stay injured. So we got to wait and see on that. But Miles has been a guy that has been injured a lot too. So, you know, that, that, you know, Greedy Williams, the guy that uh, he had a good rookie year. He was invisible last year. Did a little bit in 2021. Um, we got to see. He's got all the measurables that you like. Uh, you know, everybody needs three corners in this league, at least four, if you count, you know, Vontae Maddox inside. So uh, there might be a place for him. But I, I just thought Javon Hargrave, I think they messed up last year. And you could say, well, you can't have Fletcher Cox and you can't have Brandon Graham. You can't have all these guys. You got to, you know, make a decision. Well, I'd rather have Javon Hargrave mm-hmm. because he's as outside of Aaron Donald and Chris Jones in, in this business, he's about as good as any interior defense lineman there is as far as just being able to push the pocket and not allowing the quarterback to step up and, He's going to be dynamic with Nick Bosa in San Francisco, as, like he was with, you know, with Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and the guys he played with here. But um, I would have prioritized Javon Hargrave over just about anybody else in free agency if I was Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Baldy, there's actual leverage and then there's perceived leverage, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the Jets and the Packers right now. Who's actually got the leverage? Well, the Jets would rather wait till after the draft, so the draft picks they give up aren't for a year down the road. The Packers would rather have it, but the Jets desperately need Rodgers, and the Packers can just sit there and go, hey, our cap's in shape. If you want to drag your feet, you're the team without a quarterback. So it's debatable back and forth. Who's got the leverage right now in the Jalen Hurts contract negotiation? I think Jalen has all the leverage. You know, I mean, you could say, okay, they signed Marcus Mariota. Well, we know what Marcus Mariota is as a backup, and that's what he is. He's a backup quarterback. I think Jalen has all the leverage because what we have seen from Jalen is it, it's almost like we haven't seen anything like this before. We, we've never seen a quarterback improve 
this dramatically over the course of two seasons. And I think he's just going to get better. I mean, I think Jalen has all the leverage. Now, what does that mean, Jody? Does that mean a guaranteed contract? Is that, you know, where, where does that slot him? I don't know. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard not to think that, okay, if Deshaun Watson got this, and I don't think anybody is deserving of 230 guaranteed million dollars, and that includes Joe Burrow. But, you know, he's somewhere, you know, but he's an ascending talent. Uh, but, you know, I would say that if I was Jalen, as good of, as a runner as he is, I would run less. I just would. I mean, he, he's been beat up two years in a row now. You know, he finished the season two years ago with bad ankles, two bad ankles, and he finished the season last year with a bad shoulder. And we've seen this happen to Lamar. We've seen it happen to a lot of guys. Um, I would learn how to play this game by running less. He's dynamic. He's very good at it. But these hits just add up. And I think yep. Philadelphia kind of knows that. And they say, well, if we give you a five-year contract and it's all guaranteed, we're not going to tell you to change your style of play. But if you want to play it all the way out, you better figure out a way to change your style of play. And I think that's kind of where they're at. But right now I think Jalen has – the majority of the leverage. All right. You mentioned the, uh, the Eagle signing of a, of a backup quarterback um, as they go with uh, Marcus Mariota seven years after everybody uh, thought that Chip Kelly was going, aiming to move up to draft him. We've talked a little bit about his departure from Arizona and from Atlanta uh, and how that went poorly. He didn't have a good year last year, but he certainly has shown things in the past Overall, what do you think of this deal uh, for the Eagles? I remember just literally a year ago, maybe today or last week, I mean, I was in Hawaii with Marcus at a charity event. We were you know, running a football camp out there, and he was unsigned. He was released at that time by the Raiders, and he was a free agent, didn't really know, but Arthur Smith was a head coach in Atlanta, and that made a lot of sense. And literally a week later, he was signed. Atlanta became the starter for the better part of, I don't know, 13 or 14 games. He played He played all right. He ran the ball really well. They were a good running team, made some good decisions. He stayed healthy. Um, you know, he, he, he made some questionable decisions throwing it in some of these games last year. But, you know, he's, he, he's a guy that can kind of run the Eagles offense. And he can run the RPO game. He can run some of the quarterback runs. Um, you know, he's, he's very tough. Uh, he's still very athletic. Uh, you know, look, Gardner Minshew, I don't know, he started, you know, a couple games last year, played pretty well in his spot duty. I think Marcus Mariota is more than capable of doing the same thing that we saw Gardner Minshew do. One of the few questions I have about the way Howie Roseman has handled this offseason is, again, the disdain for linebacker. They bet, let both <laughs> of their linebackers walk out the door. Yeah, yeah, Edwards got a fair market deal from the Bears, not undervalued, not blatantly overpaid either, but uh, 50 minutes in the free agency was an ex-Eagle, and then they let Kaiser White walk out the door thereafter. I'm a huge Nicobe Dean fan, expect them to step in and be a stud from day one, but they're going to have to find another linebacker somewhere else. And, oh, by the way, any of the linebackers who are on the Eagles never got on the field last year because Edwards and Kaiser White were that good that they didn't want to take them off, but they weren't that good that they made it a priority to re-sign them. Did the Eagles undervalue linebacker play? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yes and no, because, uh, you know, they, they don't, they don't particularly, like TJ Edwards was a free agent, right? And then Kazir White was a guy that they picked up in free agency. So that's their linebacking core. Um, you know, Davion Taylor, you go through the list of guys, Bradley, you look at the guys that they drafted. You know, they're not very good players and they can't find the field. Uh, T.J. Edwards, to me, this is where they undervalued him. He, he's an every-down player. He never came off the field last year. They play a lot of dime linebacker, one linebacker, safety, five-man defensive front. They, did, they play that front a lot. T.J. Edwards, I mean, it's, you could put him up against almost any linebacker in the league. Now, there's some elite guys in this business. Uh, I get that. But he's basically your really good starting every down linebacker that can do everything. He can, he can cover, he tackles well, he's all over the field. He never gets hurt. Like he's every down, every play, every week, every season. They undervalued him because I would assign him because you don't, have, you don't have to go crazy with them. Like they, like, you know, they did with some other guys in this business or Quan Smith or whatever, but you could have given him a, a, a nice, he's earned a good contract like Chicago gave him, but I would have kept him because, he never opened his mouth. He's a team guy. Um, the only way you're going to know how you miss him is when he's not there. Now, you know, maybe N'Kobe Dean could do that. He had a couple flashes last year in spot duty. Um, I doubt he's going to have the range that T.J. Edwards has. Now, maybe just go back to Wisconsin to find another guy because Wisconsin puts these guys out, Nick Herbig this year. They, they put these guys out every year. So, you know, maybe he's got his sights set, you know, free agency or little rounds that, they can replace him and find him, but I think they're, it's going to be kind of hard to replace T.J. Edwards. All right, Brian Baldinger, let's take a quick look at uh, some other teams, I guess the rest of the division, what's, what's been going on. Um, the Giants make a move to get, a, uh, to get Waller, to get a tight end. Um, let's just kind of take us through the other three teams, uh, the Giants, Washington, and I, Dallas. I, much, I love much what the Giants seen? did. You do? Uh, okay. Glenn, I do. I, they, they picked up Rakeem. Nunez Rochez, Nacho. I mean, he's a really good rotational defensive tackle. They they had an injury last year in the middle of the season. They really just played Dexter Lawrence and Big Cat Williams. They were very good. Mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, a Pro Bowl player and deserved to be. Yep. But if you can put Nacho in, in that rotation, it's good. Then they picked up Bobby O'Karake. Um, He had an awesome two years in Indianapolis. He's an every-down linebacker. Uh, he plays the position. They have not had a Mike linebacker there. In a long, long time, uh, he really fills that need. And then to get Darren Waller. Now, he's been injured the last two years, had bad injuries. Uh, but if he's healthy, um, he really helps the overall passing game. And then to be able to get Daniel Jones locked up and to get Saquon back in, I'd say the Giants did really, really well. 
this offseason. You know, the Cowboys made a trade for a corner. He's, he's a really good corner. Uh, Gilly Locke out there. Um, it's a good move. They re-signed a bunch of their own guys, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, probably a good move. He had a good season last year. Um, you know, but, you know, they made, a, they made a decision to franchise tag Tony Pollard, which was the right thing to do, and to probably release Ezekiel Elliott, which was the right thing to do. Those are hard yeah, decisions to they make. are. Yep, yep. Hard decisions to make, but you got to make them. And they made some hard decisions. And then Washington, look, Washington's going. They made a, you know, a big change at offensive coordinator. They've elevated Sam Howell to the starting quarterback position. But they signed Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, you watched Jacoby play in Cleveland last year, guys. He played really well for the first, I don't know, 11, 12 weeks when he was in there. They didn't win all those games, but it wasn't because he played poorly. And so people that just think, even in Washington, well, Sam Howell's a starter. Well, he started one game, and I don't want to base anybody's, you know, career off one game at any position. But I would say Jacoby Percet, if he played like he did last year or better, it would be hard to keep him off the field. All right, let me ask you one more divisional question. Uh, last night, the Cowboys did acquire Brandon Cooks from the Texans. Yes, I did see that. And the Joey. Texans are going to pay a third of his salary, but he's still on the books for $12 million this year. I've always liked the guy. I remember wanting the Eagles to draft him when he was coming out the year that he came out in the draft, and they just missed out on him. But this is now going to be his fourth team. As a guy who does make plays and put up numbers, why is he always on the move? Well, it's funny. I mean, I, I just remember Malcolm Jenkins put him to sleep in the Super Bowl. Um, maybe oh. Patriots win that game if Jenkins doesn't hit him like he did. Um, he, he, because he's just undersized, but he's been productive. You know, New England, New Orleans, um, you know, Houston. He's, um, but you, you, it's a good question. Some people just want – he still runs just as fast as he ever did. Um He's been good everywhere he's ever been. Uh, he'll probably help Dallas. They need a number two receiver really bad. Um, they had a big drop-off from CeeDee Lamb to anybody else they had. But, you know, the quarterback has to get better in Dallas, I think, to really incorporate everybody that they have. We'll see if they keep their tight end. He's still out there. They need, they need, that, they need that position filled. I think the guys they drafted last year are good blockers. I don't know if they can run routes like Dalton Schultz does. But I think Brandon Cooks will help them. But, but like I said, I think the quarterback has to step up. He's got to get better. And maybe Mike McCarthy can get that out of him now that he's back to being the play caller. All right, Baldy, last one for me, and this one looks ahead a little bit. Uh, let us say that the Eagles do not – they stay where they are in the draft. They keep that number 10 pick that they got from the Saints. The time comes. Give us an, a name or two that you think would be a smart pick at that spot. Um. You know, if, if Skoransky is there at 10 at a Northwestern, it'd be a good move. I mean, you could get value for him right away, um, you know, at guard. He can certainly play guard. He's been a left tackle at Northwestern. But, you know, he's a really good player. And, you know, you lose Isaac Siamalo, and maybe Cam Jurgens can step in there or Sua Peta. But if Skoransky is somehow there at 10, and he might be if the quarterbacks all get pushed up and some of the edge rushers go, uh, if he's there, like it just is a classic Eagle pick. They lose Dillard, they lose Samalo, they lost Herbig last year. Um, they could play him at guard right right way and probably keep the Eagles as the number 
as the best offense line of football. Just for people who don't know, it's Peter Skaronsky, who's a 6'4", 320-pound guard out of Northwestern. It's a great football name. Love it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, go ahead, Jody. One more? Oh, yeah, one more quickly. Um, because they re-signed uh, both uh, Bradbury and got the Slade deal done, you think corner off the board number 10? If uh, no, I'm, no, a, I don't. I'm, I'm a huge I, Gonzalez I, guy, and I'm hoping that he's there, and I thought for sure they were going to move one of their two cornerbacks or not bring back one of their two cornerbacks. Do you think that's less of a possibility now because of this, the way this week has I gone? think it's less of a possibility, but the track record, I mean, you know, how he's got a track record and what he does. And he's never drafted a corner in the first round. Um, you know, they drafted him in the second round, but I, I – you know, they've gone to free agency to get their corners, gone to free agency, get their safeties. You know, but typically they spend their number one picks on, you know, either receivers or, you know, in the trenches. Yep. And I think that's what they do. But I, I'm with you. Like, I love Gonzalez. I'd love to see him. And I just think because you resign these guys, it doesn't – it shouldn't preclude you from looking at a strong cornerback class. I love Joey Porter Jr. as well. Uh, they don't really have a guy like that. You know, that big, that strong press corner, um, you know, the new defensive system here, uh, you might want a guy that can play that style. Brian Balding, it is it is always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, and I uh, look forward to talking to you down the road, man. All, 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 all the best, guys. Love being Thanks, with you. Baldy. Thank you. Uh, thank you so it, much. Buddy. There you go. That was Brian Balding, or Odyssey NFL Insider. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.